Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talk. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to our first ever Juicebox Book Talk. So exciting! We are here today in October, and we've decided that we are going to discuss spooky reads. Oh, my favorite. Okay, so let's get started. Laura and I were so excited to start with our buddy read of the month, Catherine Arden's Small Spaces. So it's such a great book. I recommend it to everybody now. Catherine Arden, you might think, oh, I know that name's familiar. Um, she's the author of the Winter Night Trilogy for adults. This is her first uh, kick at children's fiction, and it's fantastic. It's winning all kinds of awards. It's on lists everywhere, and I've heard it's option for a movie as well. Which is always my favorite. If you can read a book and then tie it in with a film, that's super fun. Absolutely. Small Spaces is the first in the so far, it's a trilogy. The second book, Dead Voices, came out last year in 2019. And next year, Dark Waters will be released in 2021. Yeah. So quickly, the setup, Laura. Who do we have here? We have Olivia Adler, 11 Correct. grade six student. She's having a bit of a tough time. She's dealing with the loss of her mother. Right. One day she deals with, or one way she deals with this grief is through books which we mm-hmm. love. She stumbles upon a rather distraught woman trying to throw a book into a creek on the way home from school one day. And the whole situation is a bit eerie because you're wondering who this woman is and why she is distraught and so frazzled that she wants to throw away a book. Right. So Julia does something, I don't think Laura would do this, but she takes the book. <laughs> No, let's preface this by saying that I do not like scary things, but I'm doing spooky stuff for October. It's all good. So this is a big departure for me reading this book. I was frightened. I'm just saying. Go. So I, for one, would have probably plucked the book just like Olivia. She's referred to as Ollie throughout the book. She takes the book from this, um, let's just call her crazy lady, Mm -hmm. and cycles on her bicycle all the way home with this book. And she discovers that this book is a story about the smiling man. Laura, what's the smiling man about? Smiling man. You cannot trust the smiling man, as we'll learn in our story, I think. But he's always trying to get you. Yes. So he is a creepy figure who Laura learns. (laughs) Not Laura. Ollie. (laughs) Learns will grant you a wish at a very sinister cost. Of course. So Olivia reads this book and then the story takes us, it goes back and forth. It's a book within a book, which is always super fun. So it goes Mm. back from the past, discussing the smiling man and our three protagonists. It's a woman and two brothers who are in love with this woman who lives on a farm and they fight for her love. And then one of them makes a request from the smiling man and things do not go smoothly. So Ollie reads the story 
And at the same time, she's going on a class trip with her fellow grade six students to a farm. And then things just start to get creepier and creepier. And creepier <laughs> as we go. Yeah, I was like legitimately from page one, I was right into the book and yet knew I'm going to be scared as I read this book. And I mean, I'm not a, a, I don't like spooky stuff. So it had me though, like right from page one. And I do love kids fiction. So it's not, and I think that this is a great book for not only like kids are definitely going to love this, but if you're an adult looking for something to read, especially this time of year, this is it. Like it, it was, it was so good. Yes, we would definitely recommend it for kids 8 to 12. Hmm. Um, it's only 218 pages, but like Laura said, the spooky factor, I mean, you know your kids, you know your students, you know right. what will fit for them. Yeah. There are some very creepy scarecrow-related scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, the story is wonderful. Like I said, it deals with grief, but it also deals with children being courageous and working together with other friends to find a solution to an obstacle. So this one is in a creepier setting, but I think um, those themes are highlighted throughout the book. Absolutely. It's a fantastic story. I mean, yeah, it's definitely scary, but it's definitely a good book for kids to read because it's it, it's encouraging you to find your strength within, really, like to, to know that you have bravery and you can definitely act on it. So it's a, it's a great book. Like, it's just so well written. So I think Small Spaces segues nicely into the first chapter book I'd recommend for some spooky reads this time of year, and that's Neil Gaiman's Coraline. Because I don't think you can really do a spooky reads list without mentioning Neil Gaiman. Coraline is a unique tale. I absolutely love it. It's about a young girl who moves into a new house with her parents. She's an only child, and the house is like a duplex, so she shares her apartment with other residents in the house. There's a gentleman upstairs who trains rodents, which is interesting. And there are two ex vaudeville type actresses who only call her Caroline who live next door. One day out of boredom, Coraline finds a mysterious door leading to another flat, which looks exactly like her own flat. And she walks in and she meets the others, her creepy other mother and other family. And everyone on the other side of that door has buttons for eyes. So creepy. (laughs) So what I loved about this one, similar to small spaces, is it's a young girl who perseveres. So she deals with an obstacle and she is able to overcome that obstacle. Um, It's a creepy obstacle because we're talking about spooky reads, but nonetheless, she is able, like through her independence and strength, she is able to overcome, let's just say an entity, the supernatural proportions on the other side of her apartment. Coraline is great if you want to do it as like a read aloud with your kids because it is creepy. Again, I would recommend it for kids 8 to 12, but there are some creepy elements to it that some kids might find too scary. So if you do it as a read aloud, it's, you know, it's just an easier way to ease into a scarier story. I enjoyed the the quirky characters. So sometimes even if it is too spooky, there's a lot of humor in Neil Gaiman's book. And also, like I mentioned earlier, um, there's a movie, so you can always relate it back to the film version, a compare and contrast um, with the story. 
All right, so I've chosen to do, um, to feature a book that is more for an emergent reader. So um, kids who are just starting to read chapter books. There are a bunch of great readers out there for that age. So I have chosen the Binder of Doom series by Troy Cummings. If you've heard of the Notebook of Doom series, it's the exact same author. It's just an extension of the Notebook of Doom series. The friends are back together again. The SSMP, the Super Secret Monster Patrol, and their mission is to protect the community from monsters. The first book in the series is called Brute Cake. Uh, the SSMP begins to find monster cards around town, and they are part. Are they part of a trading card game, or is there more to them? The SSMP are ready. So this is a great book because uh, it's a little bit scary. Not like super scary because you know it is for younger readers. It's under 100 pages. It's perfect. Lots of illustrations throughout. It's a great book about friendship. It's about teamwork. And really, it's just a fun, scary read for kids. It would also be a great one to do a read aloud for a primary teacher, but possibly if they want to read it to their class, you want to read it at home with your kids before bed. It's super because of the illustrations and the super simple text throughout it. It's fantastic. So if you've got a reluctant reader, this is a good one to start with. The Binder of Doom series by Troy Cummings. It was great. I loved it. Okay, so the next chapter book I'm going to talk about is Thornhill by Pam Smy. And this is an interesting concept because it's written through two different parallel plot lines. One is The Past, which is 1982, and it's written in Diary Entry by a young girl named Mary. And the current day story is told through the perspective of Ella, who moves in next to the old abandoned orphanage where Mary used to live. So this book, is so creepy because Mary, who's the current day resident or the current day girl who moved in, Ella, (laughs) she starts discovering relics of the past left by Mary. And Mary was an orphan in this orphanage and she was bullied by one of the more popular girls in the orphanage. So through Mary's diary entries and Ella's art, we find out the story about these two girls. Oh my goodness. Creepy pictures. Creepy pictures. You definitely, it definitely paints the picture of like what Mary must have been going through and how Ella must be feeling for her. Mm-hmm. And one of the creepy aspects to the story is that you discover that Mary, because she was bullied, she would find solace in making puppets. So a lot of the illustrations are these puppets throughout. And then Ella starts to finds some of these puppets and starts making her own puppets. And then the story all comes together in a really sinister way. (laughs) So that's Pam Smy's Thornhill. So I decided now to pick a couple of picture books for us to talk about because I do love picture books. I didn't go for anything too scary. I'm sure Leanna would have chosen a little more scary than I did. I kind of chose more of the cute, scary stuff. So a couple of brand new ones in the library. First one is called Scaredy Snacks, and it's by Terry Border. Terry Border also wrote Peanut Butter and Cupcake and Milk Goes to School. He, uh, Terry Border is great because he's the illustrator as well. And what he does, he uses food as his illustrations, and he gives them arms and everything with wires. They're super um Super cute illustration. So Scaredy Snacks. Scaredy Snacks is all about Sprinkles the Cookie, who rallies her friends Doodle and Pretzel, off to welcome their new neighbor, Dr. Nuttenstein, the mad scientist. They've heard some funny things about this doctor. So when they go to welcome him, of course, the doors open a little bit. They go inside, they hear things, they hide. But Sprinkles, being a cookie made of sprinkles, has left a trail, and Dr. Nuttenstein discovers the sprinkles. What will become of our friends? What has the mad scientist created? You'll have to read the book to find out. 
it's so super cute. Next, my other selection that's brand new is called Frankenstein Doesn't Wear Earmuffs, and it's by John Lauren. He's also the author and the illustrator. John Lauren's known for uh, his work in animation and comic books. This book is fantastic. The illustrations start off very hauntingly, but as we learn, when even when Frankenstein wants to go trick-or-treating, he'll need to dress appropriately. He needs to wear things like galoshes or earmuffs, and the story goes on and on and on. It's definitely, it's a cumulative story, so it builds as you go. A fantastic book to read out loud with your child to a class if you're a teacher. It is so great. The kids will wonder, what's he going to wear next? Oh, what does he need? You definitely have to grab this one from the library. It's a fantastic one. Frankenstein doesn't wear earmuffs. Okay, sounds great, Laura. So moving along to another chapter book, I have Don't Turn Out the Light. Now this is a unique collection of stories because it is, it is a tribute to Alvin Schwartz's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And let me tell you, scary, if you haven't heard of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, this was a trilogy published in the 1980s. And I absolutely loved it. I remember some of the stories, they were creepy. When I was in middle school, I devoured all of them. So this is a tribute, and it's written by a multitude of authors that you may or may not know. Some of the more popular ones include R.L. Stein, Madeline Rue, and Jonathan Oxier. I had some favorites. They were really engaging and short. So I think kids, especially emergent readers, will love a collection of stories like this because they don't have to read all 400 pages. They can go in and select the stories they want to read. They can skip some that might not appeal to them. Some of them are super short. Some of them are just a couple pages of creeptastic, spine-chilling <laughs> um, stories. So I really enjoyed them. Some highlights included The House on the Hill, which featured an abandoned estate called Thornhill, which is interesting. Oh, as weird. <laughs> as well as the Jingle Jangle Man, which reminded me a lot of the Smiling Man. Oh my gosh. Um, and then Don't Go Into the Pumpkin Patch at Night, which again involves some creepy scarecrows with some sinister intentions. So that's the theme, the theme of the month. So that's Don't Turn Out the Lights, 35 chilling short stories um, that I would recommend for kids 8 to 12 looking for some creeptastic stories. That's perfect for leptin readers, too. That's great. Short stories are so good for that. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right. My last pick is a new series, Disney Chills, written by Vera Strange. Um, so if you're a fan of Disney villains or Disney in general, like myself, this new book series is definitely a must. The very first book is called Part of Your Nightmare and involves the sea witch Ursula from My Favorite Little Mermaid. Is with 11-year-old grade six student Shelly, perfect name, right? Shelly, sea witch. And she lives in Triton Bay, which, hello, King Triton, Little Mermaid, it's perfect. Um, so Shelly's going through some family things at home. She's moved to a new school. She's trying to make friends. Of course, she stumbles upon this seashell what will become of her. She, in her dreams, what she thinks is her dream, she summons the evil sea witch Ursula. And of course, a deal is made and goes from there. This is a great series. I mean, the tagline for this series is the dreams that you fear will come true. The next book comes out in October and it features Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. And there's a new one coming out in the new year, which features Captain Hook. So if you're a Disney fan, 
even if you don't necessarily like something spooky, I think it's a great fun read, perfect for grades like four to eight or any Disney fan, really. It's just, it's a good one. So not, not overly scary necessarily, depending on what your fear level is. My go-to Disney chills. It's going to be good. And lastly, we have some graphic novel recommendations. If you're looking for some spooky reads in graphic novel format, of course, R.L. Stein has a series, uh, the Just Beyond series. And the Goosebump series we have at the library um, in graphic novel form. I would recommend Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book, the graphic novel version. It opens with the perspective of a murderous knife, which I think is just chilling and amazing. The illustrations are so gorgeous, but the story is so dark. <laughs> so it's, it has all the classic horror tropes, but it's not nightmarishly scary but essentially it is about a young boy who is orphaned and raised by the spectral residents of a cemetery so the whole story is intriguing the chapter book is great but i think the graphic novel is even better because the illustrations are phenomenal so that's neil gaiman's the graveyard book the graphic novel um volumes one and two leanna you've chosen some super spooky books mine aren't so spooky i'm sure but you know something new anyway might get a little bit scared Hopefully you guys will try them and see what you think. So happy October. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BranfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flumiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Zila Ozols. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. Sound effects downloaded from freesound.org and created by Horspielwerkstatt underscore H-E-F, Trey Holton, Breviceps, Knox underscore sound, and Coffee C4T.